All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. A lot of these there, Scott. I'm David Smith. I'm Scott Weeby, Dave. Keep going, Brian. This is the first time we've ever opened this way. Second week in a row of a never-before-done opening, Brian Shusko. First time is not always a good thing. But hey, here we are. Uh, Coming out of game week four, just hours removed from the final match of the game week. We're here to talk about it. We're going to try to do it in as brief a format as possible, maybe even a little bit different. You know, life is just getting in the way. We got we got to get this episode produced, and therefore we're going to put out something to discuss all the wonderful storylines coming out of Game Week 4, but it might be a little bit of a shorter episode than usual. Ton to talk about. Still, still something that we think you'll love. There's a How to Say with Brian J., someone who had a major impact in Game Week 4. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure we know how to pronounce his name. We're going to talk about all the premium forwards and some not-so-premium forwards that made an impact in the Game Week. And, of course, we're going to cover Dave's beloved Arsenal following a 1-0 squeaker at home over vaunted Norwich. We're staying up. We're staying up. Is it too soon to call it a relegation six-pointer? Arsenal Football Club. We're staying up. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Lots of interesting things to come. By the way, I did play my wild card in game week four. You did. I, I did. talked to you on Friday, you and did. you hadn't done it done it yet hadn't touched anything i literally waited till friday night to make moves and we'll talk about the wild card as well and and see if that was the right move to make okay i'm not quite so sure yet i was above average for the game week still saw a lot of red arrows i might wild card this week interesting all right let's talk about that i haven't thought about that the fact that brian tells me son's not gonna be playing Yeah, we can talk about that, too. We'll get to it. A lot of players on people's benches coming into their squads, I think, in this game week. All right, let's kick things off with game week four, the dream team, shall we? Brian? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about game week four. All right, let's start up front. Have to start up front. And we have to start with no one other than one, Mr. CR7, Cristiano Ronaldo. The guy, Scott. 13 points in... The match. The guy who's going to win me a bet <laughs> five games into him playing. Yeah. So the bet is that I didn't. I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo is going to score more than eight non-penalty goals this season for United. He put two in against he put, Newcastle. He got two. Now, in fairness to me, Dave, CR7 hasn't played a Premier League opponent yet. Oh, okay. Newcastle does not count as a Premier League opponent. That's mean. I mean, was, wow. was, was it Carl Darlow in goal for this one? No, it was not. It was Freddie Woodman Fred, Okay, no goal. wonder. No wonder. Okay, so the first goal came, I mean, 
full credit to Is Ronaldo. Is this going to happen every time he scores? You're just going to make excuses? No, because he's only going to play Freddie Woodman. Actually, maybe never. Yeah, never he, again. Yeah. Not, so this isn't going to happen again. So e- even if he's a bottom feeder, which a lot of people, including Brian, have said, hey, Ronaldo's a bottom feeder. I mean, he still gets to play Arsenal twice. Do you twice. mean like a flat track bully? Yeah. Yeah. Bottom feeder, flat track bully. Yeah. And uh, bottom feeder kind of meaning like, you know, fish, the easy, easy, I, easy. I, I'm with you. Off the bottom Even of the though it's yeah. weird and gross. I'm For with sure. You. Look. He's going to play a bunch of those. He's going to – so even if he just scores against those guys, he still wins the bet for me. <laughs> All I need him to do in the 34 matches left in the season is just score six non-penalty goals. Barring injury, that happens now. Sure. You, right? You, I mean, if you feel – how do you feel about it? I mean, uh, we'll wait and see. You know my best Ronaldo star- story of the week? Sure. What? Th- no. This is how he's affecting the rest of the club. Okay. Is it the kit sales? Nope. No one got dessert and their team dinner, wherever they were. They might have been on a plane, trains, automobiles. I don't know. It, was it a came match. out It came out that at the team dinner afterwards, no one got up. None of the players got up to get dessert. Why? Because Ronaldo was eating his avocado and boiled eggs and, like, some other healthy food. And <laughs> no one dared get up, Brian and go get the apple crisp that was up there. That's a true story from my that's sources. So wow. Funny. And so that's funny. that's so dumb because apple crisp is good. It's delicious. Yes, it is good. Ice cream on top. But so that, good. that demand of that already healthy intimidation that like Michael Jordan had probably too, where he would will his mm-hmm. teammates mm-hmm. to do something better, is already starting to show up off the pitch. Mm-hmm. So when it shows up off the pitch, He's going to demand that on the pitch, that type of excellence. Scott, I think he he wins his bet running away. Other cool thing of the week was the fact that Jesse Lingard, which we'll probably talk about in a minute, got in and scored. And the pictures, everyone probably saw the pictures of Ronaldo when he was 18-year-olds at the club and Lingard's like six or seven years old. And he's like kind of petting him on the head, Mm -hmm. you know, or something. Mm -hmm. And when Because Lingard, I think, was in the the United uh, Academy at the time. Just, it's... So cool, the fact that, you know, 18, however many years later, mm-hmm. the they're teammates. both on the team, they're teammates, and Ronaldo's Scoring still doing his match. thing. He's just one of the greatest ever. Scott. Your story about dessert reminded me of in the Euros when Coca-Cola, one of the main sponsors of the Euros, remember that story? Yeah, okay. And and Cristiano Ronaldo, there was a Coke on the That's table right, he at his moves press it, conference. Right? He's like, no Coke, water. Yeah. And Coke stock <laughs> plummeted like eight figures the next day. So it's crazy stuff. Anyway, uh, he does Are you have saying that Apple Crisp stock might dive, Brian? <laughs> yeah, the, we'll watch out for Apple futures now. Uh, and In the overnight markets, yeah. uh, things are already taking And anything with, with cinnamon uh, involved <laughs> crumble on top of it, Scott, it might quick, be really in trouble in the next month or so. I want to know how you felt about Ronaldo's performance. Because you are the guy who's like, Ronaldo is going to get pushed around. He's going to get bullied. And he's not going to do what we think he's going to do. Do you still feel like that after now one game? Um, yes. This was Newcastle okay. at home. It was the debut. Uh, full crowd, hot crowd, ready to cheer everything on. I think it goes downhill from here. There might okay. be a couple more good days, but nothing like this. This is the, this is the crowning jewel. This was the moment. Did you watch after the match? No. There. I mean, they they basically did that camera thing where the camera goes 
alongside the players. They're walking off the pitch. Yeah. They did it with the manager. They did it with the player. Uh, in this case, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo. Most of the time, the you know people who are being tracked with the camera, it's like literally right under his face. Like right. it's, it's looking up at him. You know, the hero po- yeah, hero angle. And most people don't acknowledge the camera. They know it's there, of course, because it's literally right there next to them. But they don't acknowledge it. But, of course, Cristiano has never met a camera he didn't like. And so he just looks into the camera and gives that model smile and then keeps walking. As he should. Well, hey, it, w- why not acknowledge the camera? You've been walking by the camera maybe for 18 years. You've earned a look at the camera. I'm just, I'm just telling the story. Just telling the Kevin story. Spacey in House of Cards showed us how to do that. Where you could all of a sudden should, uh, turn to the camera and look at the look. Are we allowed to talk about wait, regardless, he, regardless he, about what you think <laughs> about him in his personal life. House of Cards is a great show. Wait, he he they broke fourth wall in the House of Cards. Absolutely. That was a that was a regular thing that they it did on that at show. The end of the you first you episode. Clearly, never saw this. No, I've never watched the House of, of Cards. The first I've never watched every time, every episode. Every well, I know, episode. I know, but you don't realize it. The first episode. <laughs> You at don't realize, end. I think, is when he, at the very end, yeah. they do it, and then it, and it's a thing, and it's fantastic. It's true. Hmm. All right, so Cristiano Ronaldo made the dream team with his 13 fantasy points. Not to be outdone, there was Romelu Lukaku for Chelsea. He also scored 13 fantasy points. Chelsea defeating Aston Villa at home. Brian. Yeah, man. Romelu Lukaku or Ronaldo, I know where you were before the match because you had R- Rom, big mm-hmm. Rom, and you captained him. Captain Rom. You That's still Rom with an M, not Ron with an N. No. Yeah, Ron. Ron. I think I, I. I think I can help out with the whole Rom Ron thing. Okay, Rom Ron. No, that's for like you ever you saw Step Brothers? Did you guys see Step Brothers? You never watched Step Brothers. Maybe, I mean, no, maybe you not. watch House of Cards. I'll Pam Pan. You know that's all right. right okay. All right. Whatever. Nothing. Nothing that happens is gonna change your mind, right? If you have to pick, you're going Lukaku. You feel more secure with that. He is a little bit younger, obviously. Uh, Ronaldo beat him to the top score in Serie A last year. It's safe to say that they might be battling for the top score in the Premier League this year. You still feel good about Lukaku? Yeah, I mean, I feel good enough that I have him. I just, I don't know that I would, I don't, I wouldn't want to bet that one is going to definitely be better than the other one. For sure, I feel like it could go either way. I mean, look, Scott's right. I mean, if Freddie Woodman doesn't have two terrible goalkeeping errors, Ronaldo scores zero goals. Mason Greenwood's endless luck continued in this. Endless match. bad luck? Good luck. Endless he gets an luck. assist for for a, a ball that Freddie Woodman spills that yeah. gives Ronaldo the tap, the tap in. in. right. So, and, I, and I'll give Ronaldo credit a little bit on that. I don't know that everyone is moving forward the way he is. I don't know that very many are moving forward the way that he is, anticipating that pot- mm-hmm. that possibility so that he's in position to score that goal. I think I think For eight sure. times out of ten, Woodman spills that, and no one's close enough to where he can jump on the ball. But in this case, Ronaldo anticipated it, it enough. He's, he's scored a lot of goals doing that in his career. I mean, that's, that's right. what I mean, makes he's, the yeah, top I mean, goal The other scores. thing is nine out of ten goalkeepers aren't spilling that ball like Freddie. Yeah, Williams and it did get – I think it got a touch on the way in, so it could have – I mean, it, it could did. It, it did. could have done that, you know, every time. It could have. It could do that again. I just right. – yeah. I, like, But you got to answer the question. Don't lose the question. Rom or Ron, Brian? I've got my answer. I'll I, give my answer all day. Long. I want Rom because Rom with an M, M as in Mary, because I want to root for Lukaku. 
I don't like right. well, I don't like Ronaldo. Thank you, Brian. and I don't want him to do well. I want him. I want him to fall into a sinkhole. Okay, but I I <laughs> want Lukaku to do well. I you and Lee, but <laughs> right. Given what we heard about Old Trafford last year, that might be possible. Oh, yeah. Wow. Although I can say, like you know, we talked about it last week. You know, I said I still have you know. Ben Foster, who's a useless spot on my on my bench, Son with an orange triangle right now, and it sounds like Son is not going to be ready for Chelsea. Wouldn't really want him against Chelsea, I don't think. Anyway, Antonio suspended for this week. You know, like you know, I said, I love having Obafemi there uh, for no uh, for no reason whatsoever. I've got Daniel Amarty on my you know as one but of my Brian, five defenders. With all that said you had a great week. I did have a great week. Um, but well, what I'm wrong. saying is, though, like uh, I've got I've got five players going into this next week that are not available, wow. that are not playing. So I get it. Antonio's just a one week absence. I you know I don't I would probably find a way to keep him. But if it was Antonio going to Ronaldo, I don't know that I would want. I don't know that I would be able to fit Antonio as my third forward. I think that is the strategy now. Is you know, probably most people are going to have one or the other, Lukaku or Ronaldo. Yeah. If you have both, you're probably really hurting yourself somewhere. Somewhere, right? You probably are. You don't have TAA. The jury's out. I think you could still you, do I it, but you, you just have you would TAA you would have to have Salah. You would have and to I have. Think you could have Salah, but everyone else. Is I'm thinking you could probably ha- you would probably have to have two extremely cheap midfielders. There's almost no chance of having anyone but Obafemi or Troy Parrott or one of those other 4.5 strikers, a, a non-playing striker, and you'd have to have Brandon Williams, Duffy. If you did it as like if you had TAA and like Brandon Williams, uh, Shane Duffy, Livermento, and you, and, and Oma Bamadeli from Oma, from Norwich, great from Norwich, because he's three nine. If you did that, yeah, you could probably do it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tinker and tanker. Do you have either one of them right now? No, I don't. Which one are you wanting the most? I would go Ronaldo just to be in both of your faces. <laughs> but I, honestly, I really, I mean, I feel like United's situation is way more explosive and could blow up. Like there's way more uncertainty with the mm-hmm. characters that United have. Yeah. Tuchel kind of rules with an iron fist. I feel like Chelsea, everyone knows their roles. Everything's laid out pretty clean. Everyone knows how Tuchel's going to manage. And I just feel like Chelsea's a stabler ship at the moment. Well, even the match reports Ronald- for this match, the, despite it the being... fighting Ronaldo's. Despite this being a 4-1 win for United, the match reports were pretty clear that they have not figured this thing out tactically, and it's not going to be easy for them to do either. Uh. Ronaldo's not used to playing down the middle like he was positioned in this match, and it showed at times. They had to play to the outside more than they normally would because there was no one up front to receive the ball. And so it's going to be interesting to see against actual Premier League opponents uh, and not a already relegated Newcastle whether or not United can maintain this uh, these good vibes. There. Hey, credit to Newcastle. They came to play. They I did. They, they they went at it, and they ha- and they had moments. Well, they I mean it was level for an hour after an hour. So yeah, for sure. All right, uh, I do find it interesting that we're talking about premium forwards. You know, one of two options. Which one do you want? Neither of them is Harry Kane. Totally get it. 
Uh, that's because Spurs got crushed in this game week. 3-0 loss at Crystal Palace. The third and final forward in the Dream Team is someone, Brian, that uh, Celtic fans know, but uh, mm-hmm. we American Premier League fans maybe not so much. And so if you would, mm-hmm. let's just make sure as we uh, obviously see this guy have some talent. He scored 12 fantasy points, poured in a couple of goals off the bench. Let's just make sure from the beginning we're saying his name correctly, shall we? Yeah. How to say with Brian J. How to say Starts with now. music, Dave? I'm sure we'll have something, Brian. <laughs> well, Dave, as usual, the only song I really want to hear for the How to Say segment is the six-minute... The only song I really want to hear for this segment is the six-minute and 36-second, a little bit longer than the single edit, cassette version of I'd Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That by Meatloaf. In my opinion, one of, if not the most underrated number one hit of the 1990s. But since the podcast rule is no song more than four minutes, I would like to go with, uh, I'm going to leave the door open, uh, Bruno Mars. Oh, yes. I love uh, this song. Anderson Pack. Yes. This week's How to Say, I I just let that... Yes. I, th- there's a there is a right answer for what song should be playing over this, which I'll can't. reference at the end. Okay. I just want this vibe. Okay. All right. This week's how to say takes us to France <laughs> by way of French Guiana, by way of Selhurst Park, otherwise known as La Route de la I was going to call it the Road of the Imperialist Eagle, <laughs> but I didn't feel like oh saying even more French in this thing. Sure. Um, our guy is a product of the PSG Academy, which I didn't know that until I uh, until I went through Suck on that, Dave. Oh, uh, yes. It was so good Big when bite. he played in uh, for the U-17s and U-19s at that time. He was nicknamed both The Rocket and Magic Oddson. Yes, that's right. His given name is Odson. Uh, oh, wow. He played for Toulouse, then Celtic, like Scott said, and he was Celtic's highest ever contract given at the time. Now he's scoring braces in eight minutes off the bench like it's nothing. Mm. It really was like it was nothing. We'll get right to it. Your palace striker, who's going to make all of us rethink our forward strategy this week, is none other than Odson Edouard. Yeah, if you want to be real French Odson. about it, you don't really pronounce the final D in his last name. Edouard. Yeah. But you'd say it was, you know, Edouard. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> you, you're never not going to hear him as Edson Edouard. Yeah. The craziest story about him is shooting a guy with a, an airsoft gun. There's a story. Did you see the story of him? It was no. when he played for Toulouse that he was his contract was canceled because he was accused of shooting a passerby in a vehicle with an airsoft pistol that left the guy deaf in one ear what and there it's still it seems like there was a conflicting story whether it was his buddy he was with or him he said like he was accused his buddy confessed and then recanted so like the weirdest story uh, and I think the way the story is, at least as uh, as it's as it is online, he the guy who is now deaf has never been paid the damages that were due as of this oh year. And this gosh. happened like six years ago, five years ago, something like that. Crazy. 
awesome thing about him. Uh, is Stone Roses FC still in our mini league? Is that guy gone? The best thing for me about Edward is that his fan song is a pun on the song. Uh, the Stone Roses classic song, I Want to Be Adored. I Want to Be Edward. That's oh. the song. So I that so the correct song that should have been playing over this, if you want to end the segment with I Want to Be Adored by the Stone Roses, you can go into that. It's just crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Odson Edward. Evil Edward all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> According to someone somewhere, yes. All right. So Connor Gallagher put in a performance again in this match. We talked about him last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago. Whether or not I, I didn't think it, I thought he'd be a one hit wonder. I thought he'd be a one hit wonder. I don't think so anymore. Yeah. Now obviously it's easy to feel good about somebody after a three nil win at home, but he looked good here. And, and so then the question with Edward is, like he's at six five. Yeah, that's the Ivan Tony price. Right. Should Tony owners be reconsidering their six point five forward? One, do you think it's enough for him to? take Benteke out of the lineup. Like, yes. I feel like the, the, the assumption yes. is that this is Edouard's role to, yes. to, to have. I think, I think he starts and I don't think he relinquishes it unless he's hurt. I think if, I think if Crystal Palace wasn't playing Liverpool next week, that Connor Gallagher and Zaha and Edward would be the most transferred in over Lukaku and Ronaldo. I think if they had a better like run of fixtures starting next week, that it, and they're already transferred in a ton. And Connor Gallagher and, and Connor Gallagher. Connor Gallagher, I I don't think anyone's as I don't think anyone's as concerned about transferring him in because he's five six. Yeah. For now, he's five six. For now. As of this moment while we're sitting here. I have something uh, better at that price point. Connor Gallagher is this season's Harvey Barnes. He's the he's my Harv so far. Uh He's seven, a really good point, Brian. He's the seventh highest scoring player in FPL right now. Yeah. So, like, he could have had more than eight points this week, too, if he didn't blast the ball straight into a defender from, like, three yards away, too. Um, <laughs> Is that do a we, precursor, hey, though, for what we're going to see do we wanna Do we want to have a definitive statement right here, though, of, of how we evaluate uh, players and results when there's a sending off? Do we just want to say oh. definitively, like... Spurs, it was nil-nil extremely late here. And yeah. Connor Gallagher makes, you know, he, he kicks the ball into Ben Davies' hand. And that's how Zaha, that's how they open the floodgates. Yes. I mean, what is his hand doing there? It was not. He was he was either giving a signal that he was turning left. <laughs> or, 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 he was, or he was trying to, like, well played. he was trying Fine. to handshake the ball. It was not a smart play by him, that is for sure. <laughs> very true. Well, it was very impressive, and I do think he'll get some playing time. Um, I just, for uh, they'll, I'm sure, like, I'll put him in the article this week, FPL America, the article, check it out whenever it's there, uh, at whatever point it's there. But since game week two, because he didn't even play game week one, his he's taken 10 shots. It's the third most of all midfielders. So the guy's prolific so far. He has the second most shots in the box of all midfielders since game week two. So like I, he's and he has the four he has four big chances for the season. Only Sadio Mane has more than him in the whole league, not just midfielders. Mane has five, Connor Gallagher has four. And I think that's the I think that is the thing. He's in all of the positions you want to see players in. He's basically in poacher's spot. 
he's in the middle of the box whenever Zaha is making those runs True. from the left side. Like where he's being positioned and the stuff that he's doing is like the most advanced possible. So that's I what mean, did I say last week? It's an unbelievable. You remember what I said? Unbelievable last bargain week? right now for him. What did I say last week? You remember who I compared him to? You compared him to Aaron Cristiano Ronaldo. Aaron oh, Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. He does he, he he does the Aaron Ramsey style late runs into the box, but he it's something inherent that he has that which is excellent timing, but it's something Brian you can't coach. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. He seems to do it. Yeah. We'll come back to some more forwards uh, later in the show, including Mikhail Antonio. We can't not talk about Mikhail Antonio and the rest of his West Ham teammates. For sure. One quick thing here, and then we're absolutely moving on. I did currently have – I made seven changes. I haven't saved it. Okay. But I got Lukaku-Ronaldo into a team that's pretty good. Okay. You, can, I, can I blast it real quick? Because I, I just yeah. – I don't know if anyone can do a better job at this, okay? I got Lukaku, Ronaldo, and, and Dennis. Denny, probably. Oh, Dennis okay? from Watford. Yeah, from Watford. Okay. okay. Salah, Pogba. Of course, I have to have James Ward-Prowse. So someone could move some money around sure. there. Damari Gray. Scott, your boy. Uh, and then Connor Gallagher. Okay. Uh, Duffy, Oma Babadelli. Mm-hmm. If I said that right. Connor Cody, TAA, Marsal. Yeah, for, for Wolves. A, yeah, and then Sanchez. Role. I have Sanchez and still as my keepers. So yeah, you, you can make a useful. You have, like, have a useful. That's team. a decent yeah. team, and I and I don't feel like that it's so heavily weighed. And and look, someone could choose to spend their money not on Pogba. He's been playing pretty consistently for seven six. It's not a bad deal. And then uh, you know, look, Damari Gray and Gallagher have been banging it out of the park. Right. If they're both five six, so and you. I mean, honestly, you could have. I mean, you could also, I mean, for short term anyway, I mean, we talked about Watford, we talked about Wolves. I mean, there is still Traore, there's Sar, there's, there is those other players at six who you could at least say, I'll give them a shot for a few weeks. Right. And even say, and even bank that extra funds and just play the matchups. Not to mention, I mean, this is, this is where Leeds lightens up, like is coming up. Uh, what would be this? We're going to start seeing game Leeds weekend. assets be valuable. Right. So Rafinha and Jack Harrison for sure. Stanford. And, and maybe even Stuart Dallas again. Yeah. I think there's, you know, those midfield assets are, are you know, they could be playable again. So anyway. All right. There were four midfielders who made the dream team. Tell me if any of them, and we could probably do this pretty quickly. Tell me if any of them are going to be in your lineups for game week five, gentlemen. Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, Kovacic, Chelsea. Anders Townsend with Everton. Wilf Zaha, Palace, Leandro Trossard of Brighton. I like Townsend as a man. I think he's a cool dude. Yeah. I'm not going fantasy there. Sure. Def- Kovacic can kick rocks. And <laughs> that'll be Kovacic's best game of the season by far. He probably, halfway through the season, he won't even be playing. And then uh, Trossard. No, you, you're going to get, look, Trossard's a good player. You're going to get good. this every now and then. So, I like Leandro so that's, And then Zaha, Zaha could do this every week. Sometimes if he wanted to. I, I love the way Zaha plays. He just sometimes, I think, he gets he lets his emotions get in the way. So Well, yeah, like it happened in this. In the match this very right, match. He picked up the yellow card. I was very close to having Tanganga in my wild card squad, mm. uh, which you wouldn't have blamed me for doing. No, no way. Not at all. Half, no. About to play Crystal Palace, even though it is away. It's this Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah, I nearly had him in my squad. Uh, and after I saw the red card, and, or you know, the sending off, 
very glad I did not make that decision. All right, uh, Brian, any of those midfielders you're intrigued by? No, I'm just glad that we can we can end the missing persons report on Wolf Zaha. I mean, I feel like he's been, you know, there was a those first few weeks. I mean, he's, he did what he usually does, which is just be dynamic for dynamic in spurts. This match, it seemed like, I mean, this was like all like full fire Zaha. And you love that he gets a penalty here. So you love that. It's like, so you, there is no question about this. Luca is not in the lineup anymore. So there is no there is no other penalty taker. This is it's Zaha's job to do that. So I, I mean Andros is filling a role. I mean I, he's not. I mean he. How many times is he going to score that goal once a season? It seems like this the goal that he scored. Oh yeah, today. that goal doesn't get repeated. Right. So do you know how much Andros and Damari Gray cost Everton combined in the summer window? One, I know Andros was zero. One point seven million. Wow. Combined for those two midfield starters. That's for some Everton. good business right there. Wow, it's great business. And the the good thing, I mean, I I'd be way more inclined to go to Demari Gray, although. So I did as so my fifth midfielder in my wild card. So that it is more of a has uh has his manager's trust, uh, and is playing with the confidence of a good manager behind him. Uh-huh. So. Uh, the bad thing for him is three goals, three shots on target. So a really great you love those 100% really great stats. conversion percentage right now, which I you know but obviously not chances, sustainable. But when he has chances like he had today against Burnley, his chance he's going to score that statistically I mean, more often than not. We might be talking about Ducore if he doesn't get if it's not ruled offside on his goal. So Ducore's still pass, got two assists. Ducore's pass to Damari Gray was might uh, if it wasn't for Andros's goal, it was Ducore's assist that was the play of the game. I mean, when when are we going to talk about Ducore right now? Ducore just keeps doing what he. I mean, he he keeps being in those positions. I mean, he forced Pope into a really great save in the first half, or was it was it early in the second half? I can't remember. Either way, he forced a great save, gets assists, and then. All, and then has a goal ruled out for barely offside. Eight four three ten, and his pass to Gray was stupid good. Yeah, and I think everybody that I think everyone is saying too, like, no DCL here. How long is his broken toe gonna take to heal? A few weeks, probably. I'm assuming a while. Yeah. So for sure, Decray's a five five. I mean, he or Damari Gray. I went with Gray, and I feel pretty good about it. Well, I bet you do. Now, <laughs> technically, well, yeah, Decoray's outscored him by one on the season. I mean, no, Gray has outscored Decoray by one on the season. I just had him for this week, so we'll see how it goes in the future. Uh, moving to the defense, uh, Marsal of Wolves, top scoring defender in the game week. What do you think about what do you think about that, Brian? I think that uh, I was really close. If I was going to take a minus this week, which I I did take a minus four, I was. I was prepared to take a minus 12 um, <laughs> as soon as I knew that Sun wasn't playing. Um, but, yeah, it would have been to bring in Semedo, which would have been okay. I mean, that's yeah. not, that wouldn't have been a bad move. But, I don't know, Marcel, two assists is a lot. Kind of fluky. You're not going to expect that, yeah. No. Yeah, it's kind of fluky. Especially because Semedo has been the one who has been more attacking up until this past game. It's it, But it's... Marcel four at four five is, 
I mean, that's amazing. That's great, us. right? So, yeah. yeah, I can't. That's what I'm saying. I'm not arguing with you. Wolves schedule that. over the next however many weeks, right. 10 still weeks, really good. it's still awesome. And why not own two Wolves? That's what I'm saying. I, when I was just messing around with this team, like, what's the best team? I you feel like Cody, I could throw right? Yeah, well, Cody and Marsal, both at 4-5. Okay. I mean, it's like, you, you could do it. Yeah. Well, he's definitely far cheaper than the two defenders who joined him on the Dream Team. Cancelo of Manchester City making his once-a-month appearance on the Dream Team. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold, consistent so far this season. 12 more fantasy points this week. That dude's on fire, man. He's a heck of a player. Yeah, that no is no surprise to anyone. How no. his ownership's only at thirty four point three, Scott. How do <laughs> how I don't understand how. Like you think it should be a lot higher. Yeah, oh my gosh. What yes, of course. I mean he is the top scoring defender so far this season. Uh his points per pound is a guarantee is only outshadowed by Antonio. The only I mean the only thing it can be is that people are looking at it, it, it they're sacrificing him. To be able to, to make, get other to, make, to, to get make, other to make the move to yeah. someone else, I would I assume I assume it's people who are trying also to keep Bruno Fernandez in their team. Who is selling Salah? Is my question. I I sold Bruno, and I know that seems like a crazy thing as a, after the guy scores yet another goal. I mean, this was a, this was I, probably perfect for Manchester United to get Greenwood in in this you know in the returns yeah. to get Bruno scoring the kind of goal he scored. Yeah, I mean it was it was an incredible match for them. But yeah, uh, no question, there's probably some uh, sellers remorse with Bruno Fernandez uh, across the world. A little bit, yeah, I have a little bit of remorse. Uh, all right, so that concludes. Well, Allison was the top scoring goalkeeper. Uh, nine fantasy points for Allison, part of the uh, Liverpool clean sheet against Leeds. Allison's third highest goalkeeper. TAA, the highest defender. Salah, the highest midfielder. So Liverpool off to a great start in terms of FPL. Specific assets definitely paying off for you with Liverpool. Now, what's interesting is with Liverpool, it does seem to be somewhat predictable. We've talked about that. A little bit less rotation. Uh, just enough to keep the players healthy, it seems, is, is kind of the status quo there for Liverpool. When it comes to Manchester City, that is absolutely... <laughs> Not the case. Pep Roulette has been something we've been talking about for a few years now. And now when it comes to scoring returns for Manchester City, I'm sure that you know 1.1 million players played their wild card leading into game week four. I'm wow. sure that a lot of people tinkered around with multiple City assets. Yeah. Probably not too many tinkering around with Bernardo Silva. Nope. But he's the one who gives the return. And that is just my lead-in into the Scott stat of the day. You ready, Dave, for this? Absolutely. Come on with it. And now it's time for Scott's Stat of the Day. Scott's Stat of the Day is the number nine. Number nine. Number nine was the amount of the amount of City players that has scored previous to Bernardo Silver scoring this season. I think that, it's the number nine is the number of Ilvas they've had on the team. They've had <laughs> Dilva, Bilva, Gilva. It was Greg Silva. They had, uh, <laughs> they had no way it was Greg. Bilva too. Milva. That was a different. They had Milva for sure. Rilva. Yeah. Am I right? Uh, no, Dave's actually closer. It's nine scorers on the season so far through four matches for Manchester City. Bernardo is the ninth scorer. I was really close. You were very close. Uh, hence my uh, my shocked pause after you. Good spoke. job, Dave. Wow, look at me. They've had nine different scores. That's obviously good for Manchester City. For a team, probably, great. right? 
For a team, great. For us. For fantasy, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> you want someone, Scott, that uh, this is not uh, breaking news information here, Brian, but you want someone that you can count on every week. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you transferred in Amarez, like someone I know earlier in the season and he doesn't play, you're disappointed. Then when you make moves and bring in a Ferran Torres and he doesn't play, you're bothered and wished you had done something different or he doesn't play he maybe he comes in or he starts but goes out he's played every game right and so, he played 63 minutes here so I, at least you got him for the, the extra i was making minutes. a little mock mockery there ferran torres has obviously played every game right that's the one i mean i you know in 83 minutes for gabriel jesus who you know who who was fine again has I mean, sterling they, turned they're, they're super fine. sub are they just waiting for European football yeah, to start. It's well, the, it starts this week, so he'll get some playing time now. You say that Jesus was fine. Schweichel made an amazing save early in did this Did you match. throw a W in Schweichel? Schweichel. <laughs> Schweichel. Okay. Nice. Uh, had to make an incredible save on a Jesus shot within the first 10 minutes of this match. If that goes in, I actually made a note of that when I saw that. Because when that, if that, you know, if Jesus, if Jesus scores on that, I think this match, this result, turns out much different from the Leicester nil City one than it was. Yeah, Jesus is the a player I'd consider. He's done okay in place of Rom or Ron because no. you kind of have to, right? Yeah, that's Maybe. the problem. Maybe I, I think it'd be too difficult to have all three. I mean, you could. You just have to sacrifice. Right, you'd have to go extremely cheap, and you'd have to go extremely cheap. You're selling the, sal- in the you other in particular lines. are selling either Soller or TAA. And I don't know why you would do that. No, I'm I'm not planning on doing that at all. Yeah, if you have if if Jesus is your second guy, sure. I mean, I can yeah, I can sense. I can understand that. And yeah, is Casper Schmeichel three saves in every match, at least three in every match so far this season. So this is I don't want to overreact to this result. I think you pause on dramatic statements about Leicester following a loss at home to Manchester City. Especially a, a, a one nil loss. Yeah, but this is still sluggish Leicester. Yeah, Vardy was had a moment. He did. Harv hit the post, subs off. Lookman finally gets in, you know, to play for them. So I mean, they there's they definitely have stuff to sort out here. Um, and defensively, I mean, Yannick Vestergaard comes in, so uh-huh. Marty loses his spot. So Inshu, barring a change in formation, might be the other guy who loses a spot. I mean, you very well could have Johnny Evans and Vestergaard as your two Leicester City center backs, unless they go to a three. Unless they go to a three at the back and play, I don't know if they play Castagna and Ferreira as their wing backs. I mean, that would be... which which seems like they could. I'm sure they could, they could do, do that. that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just I, I I agree with you. I don't. I still feel like they're weird. And then yeah, they're they they're high, they're so wildly disappointing. But it's looking pretty good for them in the next five ish. Brent uh, Brighton next away at Brighton, Burnley at home at Crystal Palace, Manchester United the one uh, tougher one in there, but they get them at, at King Power, and then at Brentford. So you have four out of the next five that I would say are are good. The only thing is there's they've been so disappointing, and yeah. they've had good matchups that's up right. to this point and haven't done yeah. much with it. No, I had two Leicester players to start the season, and both of them were out with my wild card, which we'll still get to here in a few minutes. 
first, we need to talk about West Ham, the darlings of the first segment of the season. First three game weeks, everybody loved them some West Ham. Mikel Antonio, Saeed Benrahma in everybody's lineups coming into game week four. And now in this one, game week four, you know, Dave said, surely Antonio can't give you four double-digit returns in a row to start the season. Well, he doesn't. He gives you a negative return following a, a double yellow sending oh. off. While Ben Rama disappointingly goes off after something like 62 minutes. Yeah, Vlasic in for Ben Rama, and that, and I, I think that does matter. Uh, I think it's a, it's not good for Ben Rama to lose his spot, especially when Fornals and Ben Rama were both not great here. But Fornals plays 90 minutes. If I was wild carding, I probably would make that move. I would probably move Ben Rama out, although. I, since I can't, I, 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 wow. I might not, I might not, I mean, if I don't, I, there is a chance that Ben Rama maybe has to play, uh, has to really step it up. Like just knowing that Antonio is not going to be there against Manchester United, like that everyone's going to have to step it up. Maybe he, maybe, you know, maybe he dials in in a way that, that he hasn't yet or that he, you know, he steps up his game even more than, you know, his best or whatever, but sure. Can I yeah. tell you a crazy, crazy stat? And this is not my stat of the day. That was already done. Uh, I can't have two stats of the day. But Antonio, by the time we're done recording this, Antonio might have a million transfers out. Yeah, That he, seems crazy to me. I would almost call that the dumb mass move of the week. It's a lot. He's he's out for one week, people. Are you kidding me right now? Like, is he, I guess he's the actual sacrificial lamb for everybody going to Ronaldo, right? I wonder if he need, just needed a rest. <laughs> and he knew it. And so he just like, let me come in high on Gineppo here. And it's the it's the Jaka it's the granite Jaka strategy. You know what? I need a break here, guys. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to take that second yellow now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here comes a really hard tackle. I'm going to miss. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what it was like. I mean, I mean, he he worked. He earned the first uh, yellow card with that uh, pretty great body slam. Uh, down to the pitch uh, to earn that first one and that tussle that he was having. But, no, I mean, negative one, obviously very disappointing for everyone. But, I mean, we're talking – I mean, it's already over 850,000 transfers out. Yeah. That just seems crazy to me given uh, that, you know, yeah, he's going to be out for one week. But anyone can put Mikel Antonio at the end of their bench for one week. Surely. Could they not? For sure. Why not? I, I'm – listen, I've, as we've been speaking, I've been looking at things and – I could take a negative four. Not that anyone cares about this. So this is pretty much a pointless thing to mention. <laughs> okay. I could go Sun to Gallagher and Ings to Ronaldo. Is that horrible? It's not horrible right now. No. No, it's not. Assuming you're benching Connor Gallagher. Well, no. Or will you play him against the Oh, I'll, I'll play him. Okay. No, that's not no, it's not crazy. I, I just I mean you can go I, I think the the obvious move maybe people were already doing it before the uh, before the Everton team sheet came out today going Antonio to Calvert Lewin because I think Calvert Lewin was the one that I think there was tons of interest in him given you know that Everton's schedule is still still really decent. nice I mean I kept him in when I played my wild card I kept DCL in my squad. I very promptly transferred him out while that Everton match was still going on today. Did you? It's all part of the beginning to bring in Romelu Lukaku without taking too many negatives. I gotta 
got to plan and build up to that. But Chelsea's schedule opens up. I know that Rom hasn't needed good opponents to do well, but Chelsea's schedule opens up starting in game week seven. That's pretty yeah. widely known in FPL circles. So I'm, I'm taking the, the slow and steady approach to clearing up the money to be able to get to Romelu Lukaku uh, now from here. And so DCL out was an easy way to do that. And if I need to go from Antonio to DCL, I'll probably be able to do that after I bring in Lukaku. Yeah, I think the obvious moves would be, you know, like we said, would be to uh, Bamford. I mean, it's not that big of a jump right. up to Bamford. I agree. Um, if you're, if you're going to roll the dice yet again on Wolves to finally get over the hump and start scoring some goals, uh, the, the move down to Raul, or it's not, I, I think, depending on when you got him, uh, it's about an even swap for Antonio to Jimenez. So I can I can there's I, no way I guess I, can, I would never recommend that I can understand it though I can to play the purely to play the matchup and if you're trying to save money then yeah then Edward is is a you know is a quick one or whatever but. brush up on your Korean by the way because based on what we saw from Wolves you might be doing a how to say on a Korean player here yeah. uh, in the very near future that'll be there. fun. All right, uh, Dave, we promised an Arsenal moment. Uh, I don't know if you have anything formal planned, but Arsenal did get their first win of the season, an epic 1-0 win at home. Uh, what was it, like a third attempt? Finally, it went in, and that was the only goal in this match against lowly Norwich. It was a, it was a relegation six-pointer, Dave. This would, have been, uh, this would have been dark days if you hadn't gotten three points in this one, and you almost didn't, but hey, you did. Points are points. Tell us how you feel about your club, Arsenal, and how we should feel about Arsenal as we look at our FPL lineups. I think about Arsenal that they are doing okay. Again, it's well documented about the first part of the season and how things went. Yeah, things weren't good. But, again, they were playing the European champions. They were playing the Premier League champions. And they are playing the first time in 63 years promoted on a Friday night fighting Bees from Brentford. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was just a whirlwind, Scott. Now, look, what do I think of their, them fantasy-wise? It's not time to make any moves yet. Although, Lee Aaron brought in Aubameyang. Whoa. And I was like, wow. that is, Bold move, Scott. I was going to say, that is bold in a way that I don't even understand. Look, <laughs> this is what I like. I like hearing out of camp from Arteta that they had 10 to 14 days of some of the best time that he's had there at Arsenal. They finally, after the international break, got all their signings in. Everybody was in camp. If you look at the starting lineup afterwards, most of the signings played. And even Ramsdale played, right? Uh, yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Dave. Straight that, to Ramsdale. That, is that permanent? I don't know if it's permanent. I hope it's permanent. The people that watched the game that were there said that Ramsdale's presence outshined Leno's tenfold. Now, I haven't never been to Emirates, so I haven't. I, I don't know what to look for. I can't see that on the TV, but uh, on the flat screen, because we don't actually call Do we call them TVs anymore? On I mean, the telly? The we TV. The telly? I do. Uh, so anyway, so bottom line is, look, Lukongo Le played, Odegaard played, even the... Uh, want away Maitland Niles, who might have gotten a verbal, hey, I'm going to play you more from Arteta, played. I'm just saying. Uh, and then Partiz came in and subbed in, which is the first time he had, had really gotten playing time since the league opener. So it was good all around for me. Was the scoreline flattering? No. 
It was Norwich at home, and Scott, you should have beat him probably three or four nothing. Uh, you had 30 shots. I like that. Seven on target. That's not horrible. And Norwich had 10 shots, one on target. So you win the match one nothing, but you were in the box and you were shooting, Brian. I'll take that. Mm. Right. Yeah, I would say that's, uh, that's it's fine. That's it's, what they, they needed a win. I was going to say you momentum. need small victories that's it, for and sure, you, and you got a small victory. Yep. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. It, need, no, but but you're building now. Like you build just on this, do, just get something. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take it straight back to Southampton. Probably should have mentioned this right after talking about West Ham. A couple quick notes on Southampton. Dave, I, I figured this would be a good time. Now, you mentioned earlier that you have to own JWP. It's because we've had a couple of pretty epic battles, verbal battles on this podcast about JWP and how he basically has one good stretch of each season, like four or five matches, and that's about it. But he always seems to have a good overall score. And so you felt good about that, and so I dared you to have him in your lineup all season, and you accepted that dare, uh, probably because uh, I we talked about it late enough in the pod that you, uh, well, didn't know what you were accepting. But here we are, four weeks in, JWP, 2-2, and a 3, 15 points. Now the total score is not bad, 15 points through those four weeks. How, how are you feeling about this? Scott, you know when this run's coming? When? Look at his fixtures, and you can figure it out. There's a five-week stretch where he plays three out of five at home and is two away or at Watford and at Norwich. Leeds, home Leeds, home Burnley, at Watford, home Villa, at Norwich. Jaden James Ward-Prowse is probably going to start three or five, three year of those games for me. He's going to. All maybe, right. maybe all five. I don't know why you wouldn't just throw him out there for every single one of those. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's a well said, Brian. So that stretch is coming. Just want to warn everyone, we're well documented that these stretches come with this player. I can see it. I can see it right <laughs> there where it's coming. It was interesting uh, up front. Adam Armstrong went off, I think, with a, a slight injury, right, uh, in this match. Uh, he was down on the pitch anyway before he went off. And so uh, I expected Che Adams to come in off the bench, but he didn't. Uh, someone else came in instead. It was a guy with Broha on the back of his kit. And I had missed this signing. Uh, Chelsea Loney, of course, the Chelsea Loney, Armando Broha, comes in and makes an impact. Now, he only scores two fantasy points, but has a really nice shot that ends up going off the post. And he has another chance later on as well. I just I put in my notes, who is Broha? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I'm curious to see where this is going to take us. He doesn't deserve any more mention on this podcast right now, but that was a question that uh, felt worthy to ask. Before we get to my wild card and talk about that and and then get into the wrap-up here of this pod, I want to mention one other thing. Uh, I want to channel my Scott Van Pelt, my fellow Scott. Nice, okay. My uh, my fellow Scott. Scots alum. can do that to other Scots. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it's Francisco, first name. I don't have it written down here in front of me. Uh, Watford defender Francisco Ciaralta, the the Chilean defender. Yes. Who uh, almost didn't get to play in game week four. He was one of those players. Uh, Chile had had appealed for him to be penalized for not being released by Watford to go play in South America during the international break. The very last day, which, by the way, we should acknowledge this, it took until Friday night. For this all to be cleared up, apparently behind the scenes, FIFA and the Premier League were negotiating with the countries to drop the appeals 
so that these players could all play. And by Friday night, they were all dropped. Brazil's was, one, I think, the last one to be dropped. They all could play. So all these players played in game week four. First of all, let me just insert this very quickly and say, how weak for FIFA. You're not going to do anything about the raging pandemic that's happening in, around the world to, to just make a blanket statement and say, you can't do this or <laughs> we're not going to recognize this. You're going to negotiate with these countries instead? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in October. Uh, there was speculation on our Slack workspace by uh, by Travis, who has been a, a, a voice on this podcast uh, in, in episodes Absolutely. past. Absolutely. He, he wondered if the negotiation wasn't that we'll drop everything for September, but there'll be no saying no in October November because two more international breaks are still coming before the end of this year. And if that's the case, I don't understand. That better not be the case because COVID isn't going anywhere in October November. No. At least it, the ability for these quarantines. It's never it's, – it's always going to be here. So I, I hear you on that. It's but I'm never saying, not going away. In terms away. of the impact it's going to have on world football with quarantines, government quarantines, COVID testing still as a requirement, that's not going anywhere in a month. So we'll have to see. FIFA's weak. FIFA is absolutely weak. They are the, they are the terrible boss mm. who was either granted their position because they slept with the right person or they're related to the right person. <laughs> Ouch. And now they're sitting on a mountain of cash because of the position that they're in that they don't deserve. Wowzers. That's FIFA. Okay. Uh, but Sirialta, by the way, Sirialta, bad beat of the week is the fact that he did get to play and credited with an own goal <laughs> in game week four. He would have been better off not playing this game. Brutal. All right, let me tell you about my wild card, Dave. All I right. made eight changes. Okay. Made eight changes to my squad. Uh, I made two changes in goalkeeper. So I had two Villa keepers, and uh, since uh, Emiliano Martinez wasn't going to play, I did not feel great about having Jed Steer come into my lineup against Chelsea okay. as, at the bridge. So I went ahead and just brought in two 4.5 goalkeepers that I can rotate instead. Okay. Robert Sanchez and Daniel Bachman. Did you consider Saw? I did not. From Wolves. Nope. Don't love Wolves. Nope. Not love. You don't like it. the Wolves' upcoming schedule? What's wrong with you? I don't like Wolves, period. I think they are relegation material. Really? I do. You want to bet on that? <laughs> I would bet that they finish 16th or lower this season. I get 15th or higher? Yeah. Done. All right. Yes! Another another that's one. A, that's a pretty good bet. Check I that like off. That Check that off the another another win for me, Brian. I feel pretty good about this. Wolves is not good this year. And I and their manager is unproven in the Premier League. Anyway, moving on. With all that said, I do have a Wolves defender in my wild card. I did bring in Connor Cody at the 4.5 price point. Dude hadn't missed a game in like 15 yep. years. <laughs> He's not hardly that old, but I get your point. <laughs> Uh, I did keep Libramento as my fifth defender. That was not a change. I also kept TAA and Luke Shaw as my number one, number two defenders. Okay. Uh, I brought in Aaron Cresswell. So I spent some money in the defense with my wild card. So TAA, Shaw, yeah. Cresswell. Don't look now, but Cresswell's doing that thing he does every time. Where he He's at the top his, of yeah. the defender point. He's near the top of defender points. He's kind of good. He is kind of good. Yeah, he's going to keep being good. Yeah. I think I so. Think he'll keep being good. So I like that with Cody and Livermento either on my bench or as rotation options. In the midfield, I've got Mosala still anchoring the midfield line, and then I, I've got a little bit of a discount midfield. Uh, Mason Mount is still in there. Obviously, he, he did not play in game week four. Mm-hmm. He'll probably start the Champions League match for Chelsea in the midweek here. Yep. But uh, I feel good about keeping Mason Mount in my lineup. 
Ferran Torres is in my squad, Ben Rama's in my squad, and then I felt really good about Damari Gray. I actually only went to Damari Gray because I was helping a friend of mine, another voice on this podcast in, in uh, last late last season, Jeff. Okay. Jeff and I went back and yeah. forth about his wild card squad, and he had the money to go to, you know, someone in the fives uh, with his fifth midfield spot. I obviously hadn't looked at mine yet, but when I did some research for him, I was like, wait a minute, Damari Gray. Yeah. He's got the money. You should do it. And then when I put my own wild card squad together, I was like, Damari Gray is in my lineup. This is happening. And so obviously after game week four, I felt great about that. My uh, front line uh, was DCL, Bamford, and Antonio. Great. Nothing wrong with that, except there's no Lukaku or Ronaldo. Correct. And so now I will start the slow movement towards Lukaku over a couple of weeks with my free transfers to get to him. I've already started that process. The injured DCL is out. So before he dropped any money, uh, I went ahead and took him out. I'm keeping Antonio because he's only going to be out for a match. Mm-hmm. And so I know his price is, is dropping because of the fact that he's going to reach over a million transfers out. But I'm keeping Antonio. He'll be on my bench. I, to make the move, I went to Dennis as well mm-hmm. as my third forward to start to get a bank to get to Lukaku. Yeah, as long as he's playing. I mean, it, it's, Watford's just – they're tough. He's playing ninety minutes. He's gonna minutes. be on my bench. My I mean, third yeah, forward is gonna uh, be on you, my bench. Yeah, that's no the what. thing. Like you're, yeah, you're not expecting a lot from him, and especially in the next two weeks, he is playable. I'd say at Norwich. Yeah, at I home brought to, him in. Home to Newcastle. I feel like, yeah, I yeah. feel like these next two are as good as you're gonna get from. He'll from start Watford. in the interim until I can get to Lukaku, and then he'll be a third forward on my bench, ready to come in. By the way, so did this work? Did this pay off? I don't know. Mason Greenwood went out of my squad. As part of my wild card. Right. Obviously, I didn't get much from, well, I got less than much from Antonio and DCL combined, but uh, I ended up having a bench that scored 25 points in this game week, but because DCL and Mason Mount didn't play, 13 of those 25 points came into my squad. Now and that is a nice bench. Saved my week. Wow. Yeah. Well, we've been saying have a bench. Have a bench. And not just because of COVID now, but because we have European football beginning this midweek. Have it now for European football. It's only more important and now. And it's going to be tempting when you try to add Ronaldo and Lukaku to your teams to get, find someone who's just dirt cheap and right. not playing. I would recommend against that. Absolutely. Find yeah. someone who's at least can get you ones and twos. The thing is, though, there. I mean, at least in defense, there are. I mean, you have for de- sure. You have definitely two guys. There are Three. definitely two well, who are 4-0 or 4.1. And if you count, and as long as you go and I was going to say, Duffy at 4-2, uh, who might go up again. But I'm talking about Brandon Williams at Norwich is playing. So it's the back-to-back 90 minutes for Brandon Williams. That is, that is I mean. He's 4-0, but Omar Babadelli, if I said right, that Right, he played this week. I don't know that that's a thing you, you don't can, know if that's I don't know that that's thing. necessarily you can count on that forever. But, no, you have at least. Brandon Williams, they went and got low. Uh, they, yeah, I'm saying, right, I'm saying you have three guys in Livermento, Brandon Williams, and Shane Duffy. Not from that's Liverpool, 4-0, from 4-1. United. 4-0, 4-1, and 4-2. So that's three, three of your five defender places can be guys that are way under 4.5. For sure. So you and then if you if you make Omobama Deli a fourth the a four like that's a fourth defender you're basically spending the lowest possible amount that you can in your defense you you know you're not counting on it's just, the problem is that you're you have two Norwich defenders on your team 
sense. Just, <laughs> but it, it does give you a ton of money. And if you're going to throw all of the rest at, if you're going to keep, if you make your fifth guy, if you make your most expensive defender, which you could, if it's not TAA and it's Reese James who comes back from suspension next week, or Marcus Alonso who keeps starting over and over and over again, or Luke Shaw or whatever, you're that is like useful and the cheapest that you can possibly get. I, I don't, it's not entirely crazy if you're putting the money further forward. Not crazy at all. All right, let's move into recapping the FPL America Podcast League. It's This is one of those rare weeks uh, outside of game week one where the top scorer in the league for the game week is also the new number one overall. Oh, wow. Nice. Steve... Take a Bowen, son. <laughs> nice. Dropped an 89 in this game week. Wow. And used that to move up into first place overall, four points ahead of Michael, Nirvana State, who drops to second. Drew, team team, down to third. But listen, there's only five points separating that top three. And so things are obviously very tight as the season is still young. Hey, real quick, and I want to bring this up because League Steve here with this 89, Brian, he kind of did a lot of what we just mentioned. So Steve's probably like, oh, well, you didn't even come up with that. You just looked at my team and then came up with it. <laughs> right. No, but in, in his defense, it's it's TAA, Connor Cody, Livermento, Williams, and Oma ba- Brandon Williams, and Oma Babadelli. Yeah. Right? I mean, we just literally, for the most part, said that. That's similar to, to what I had. His midfield, Salah. Jota, Benrama, Gray, and Everton's Allen. Sure. Or Alon. Right. And then Lukaku, Ronaldo, and Antonio. So he figured out a way to get yeah. Antonio in there. Yeah. And that's not a bad midfield. No. And he's got Salah, right? So, and then his Sanchez and Steer. Uh, so literally, if I was to wild card and I didn't even look at his team, my team would almost have been identical to that. Except his is a little better because he was able to keep Antonio. So now it's wicked heavy up top, but that's a midfield with Gray, Ben Rama, Jota, and Salah. Does that any of that scare you? Not no, really, no, right? Not really. And that defense is going to be serviceable. That defense, that defense got six, 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 and a twelve this week. Yeah, I was going to say Livermento finally paid off. I mean, he'd been he'd been uh, just in time to go to the Etihad. Yeah, exactly. Game uh, week five. No, <laughs> I, I, it's it's. But those are the matchups you're not going to play him. You're going to bury him on your bench for yeah. game week five unless you absolutely can't. Uh, or, you know, maybe he's on your bench and if you've got guys who don't play or whatever. It's just a good team. It, it's a good it team. Good. It's similar to the one I just picked. That's probably why I think it's a good team. I haven't never hit save on mine. But good job for you, League, Steve. Absolutely. Uh, Dave, I know you gave us kind of your, your wild card lineup. Should you go with that squad? Who's your captain pick? Oh. Well, I I've changed things at the moment, and so now I don't have that that team that had like minus twenty. I would have taken a hit for like minus twenty eight. It's gone. <laughs> if I were to make a move this week, it'd probably be Sun out, Connor Gallagher in, maybe take a minus four to bring in Ronaldo for uh, Ings. If I were to Muhammad Salah home to Palace this week would be my move. That's where my C is too. I mean, I feel like Andor, and I've done this before. Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah, at home to Palace, although if Eduard Usman, if I said that correctly, Odson, Brian. Eduard. Yeah, Edward. you said it backwards. Yeah, if he's playing, he very well might put one in the net, so maybe Salah is the play this week. 
I don't know. I, Palace has spirit. That's the one thing you can say about them is that they they are going to play hard. But it shouldn't matter. It should still be – I mean, it should still be the Liverpool's – I mean, they the way they – they could have scored 11 goals against Leeds. I mean, they had so many chances. Sadio Mane had took 10 shots this week. Ten. Yeah, he is in his head. Hopefully that goal late will do something for him. But That guy wow. still, what a differential that guy is. I just crazy. <laughs> a differential that, that, that hasn't guy, scored yet? Is he he do, scored in this is match. Is he doing yeah. much? He scored this match. That's what I'm saying. Like he's. It's, and I don't blame him for not scoring on the Jota pass. That was a little bit behind him. He was right in front of an open. That was behind him. Yeah, and that was hard. That's that's hard to control. He he couldn't control that one, but it does. You know, it sounds bad when you say he's six yards out, open goal, and he misses over skies it over the goal. Jeez. But uh, yeah, no, Sadio Mane off to a rough start. Uh, but no, Dave, I'm with you right now. The C's on Mo Salah for game week five, and I probably won't take it off. Brian. Yeah, I think I don't know how I'll go away from Salah this week. Um, City playing home to Southampton could be there could be a good differential in there. If you, Torres if, is if, my vice right now. I was gonna say if Ferran Torres, if you do go for Jesus, I mean that's that's a smart one. Honestly, look, Chelsea is just built different. They just are. Eric Dyer is gonna be out indefinitely. Uh, whatever is going on with Spurs, I mean they're gonna have to pack it in again. This was yet another week. They took two shots this week. Two shots, and it was Lucas Mora. Uh, yet another match where Harry Kane had more touches in his own penalty box than in the opposition. Ouch. Because he took zero touches in the opposition. Wow. Um, and Sun, like, uh, you know, Football.London reporting that it's it's a fight for fitness for Sun to be available this week. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. I just don't know where they're going to get offense from. They just lost a guy who's been stable for them. They lose Eric Dyer here. So I guess if Christian Romero is going to be the guy, if he's the future, and it's him and Davinson Sanchez going to have to hold it down, yeah. a first-time center back pairing against the best team in Europe this yeah. week. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, they overachieved week one. Uh, they've been overachieving this season so far. Who knows? Maybe they can put it together again for, for a good one. It just seems like Chelsea's going to come in there and drop another hammer. So, Very true. so I don't think Lukaku's a crazy... Uh, just on form, I don't think that Lukaku's a crazy choice either. Dave, Brian mentioned uh, his article, patreon.com slash America. Check it out. Absolutely. It's always worth it. There's always at least two or three one-liners in every article that I, I just laugh out loud at. Uh, so you'll find it there. Not to mention good fantasy stats. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right? That's absolutely. That, that is your home for FPL America stat bombs. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there'll be some content throughout the week there. I do plan to record another, uh, it'll be Tuesday morning thoughts this time. Okay. Uh, because uh, there was a Monday match in this game week. But public service announcement, for the first time since the start of the season, there is a Friday match in game week five. Oh, boy. Get your lineup set a day early and enjoy the matches. That's going to catch week. someone off guard. Mm-hmm. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. <laughs>